Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And you are listening to Remember Harry Potter. Uh, don't worry. It's only our seventh recording of the day, which is why we're a little bit punch drunk. We're just ready to bring you the best episode you've ever heard, I think. Yeah, think of this, you guys. Guess what we're talking about today on Remember Harry Potter? I'll tell you. It's Voldemort. The Dark Lord himself. Yes. Okay, here's the thing about Voldemort, though. And in case you were wondering, we are, in fact, using harrypotter.fandom.com again, our one-stop shop for all character Far knowledge. Far be it for us to go away from this glorious website. Mm-hmm. And this is the last character episode we're going to have for this season. So, as you guys know, we usually kind of catch you up from, like, birth till now on all the characters, but... Voldemort's a little bit different. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of chapters in the next six books that we're going to be able to say, so for this week's bonus-ode, or for this week's mini-ode, we're going to cover this. Mm-hmm. So. so we're going to actually probably start off today with, do you think we should start with the missing years? We don't really learn too much about... This. So this is going to be after the first mm. Wizarding War and kind of right mm-hmm. as things yeah. with Lily and James. We definitely should because that's a lot that isn't talked about in the books. And that's while Harry was growing up, mm-hmm. which is kind of where we are now. So, so we're going to start here. It labels it as 1981 to 1994, so we probably won't go that far. But let's learn about what happens in the in-between times for... Voldemort. So, after Voldemort's first fall from domination, the Death Eaters dispersed and attempted to return to normal life. 
Many claimed that they had been under the imperious curse, while others stayed true to their master and continued his work, most notably the Lestrange family, who were eventually taken into custody, convicted at trial, and imprisoned in Azkaban. Most of them, however, managed ultimately to remain free and to reintegrate into society. Mm. Yikes. Yuck. So Voldemort lost his physical form and magical powers, but he remained alive in ghostly form. This is because he had created and kept his spirit in horcruxes bound to the physical world. He retreated to the forests of Albania, where he had previously found his fifth horcrux and waited for his faithful Death Eaters to find him. But many of them now believed him dead. They were either dead or in Azkaban. Geez, sorry. His one remaining power was possession. He gained physical form by inhabiting animals, mainly snakes, though he disliked doing so because their bodies of such animals were ill-equipped to perform magic and because his possession significantly reduced their lifespans. None of his hosts survived for too long. Additionally, any help that he could have eventually potentially rendered himself required the use of a wand and animals obviously could not be used for this purpose. Voldemort did not dare enter the communities to possess humans as he knew that ours were still abroad looking for any signs of him. That was so hard for me to read and I think it's because I found it so disgustingly revolting. Like the fact that he was like, what is the most vulnerable thing I can find and literally possess and kill and use and oh these innocent animals it's just disgusting i hate everything about it if you think about how terrible it is though for one second and imagine how he's going from animal to animal and imagining like a chipmunk holding a wand trying to do magic (laughs) kind of cute but really terrible actually but cute (laughs) if it wasn't being possessed He's like, chipmunk? No. Squirrel? No. Wolf? No. Snake? No. Cute if not evil, you're right. Yeah. You are right. (laughs) Okay, so the search for the Philosopher's Stone. In 1991, Voldemort formed a plan to regain his physical body. Hogwarts professor Quirinius Quirrell had made voyage to Albania, where his foolish and gullible mind was vulnerable to Voldemort. He latched onto Quirrell's body and came back to England with him. Dun, dun, dun. Somehow, Voldemort learned of the Philosopher's Stone and how it could somehow return him to physical form. He ordered Quirrell to steal the stone from Vault 713 in Gringotts Wizarding Bank so he could make the elixir of life. Voldemort discovered the stone had been removed earlier that same day and through Quirrell's connections at Hogwarts learned it was hidden at the school. The same year that Voldemort set to the task of stealing the stone, Harry Potter began his first year at Hogwarts. There were many barriers protecting the stone. Severus Snape, who had switched sides near the end of the war and became a professor of potions, was suspicious of Quirrell and hounded him relentlessly. On the 31st of October, Quirrell released a troll in the Hogwarts dungeons as a distraction and sneaked off to the third floor corridor where the stone was being hidden. Snape followed him and blocked him off, but he had been bitten on the leg by the three-headed dog Fluffy in the process. 
Voldemort was not to be stopped. That's what they want you to think happened. (laughs) Later in the year, during a Quidditch match between Gryffindor and Slytherin, Voldemort ordered Quirrell to kill Harry Potter. Okay, so hold on. Sidebar. I know that he is somehow talking to Quirrell, and all I can picture is the Harry Potter musical where they're they're just tied to each other. Quirrell. Like back to back. Yes. (laughs) But how is this happening? I feel like it's more like the scene in Twilight where all the wolves are mind talking to each other, (laughs) but has like a voice filter on it. Just screaming. Instead, he's like, But in his head, he can hear it. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. So then. Oh, so. okay, So it is kind of like it's a it's a. I think it's an internal. It's a. What is the word I'm looking for? A legitimate. Legitimate thing. thing. Yeah. Where he can just break into Quirrell's mind. Well, and and take over his body. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, Quirrell jinxed Harry's broomstick to throw him off, but Snape tried to save Harry with a counter curse. Hermione Granger, observing the crowd through binoculars to figure out who was jinxing the broom, saw Snape discreetly uttering the counter curse incantation, but erroneously assumed he was performing the actual curse. Running to Snape's stand and setting fire to his robes to distract him and make him stop, she accidentally knocked Quirrell over. This meant that Quirrell broke the necessary eye contact for performing his spell correctly. Oh, Hermione. (laughs) I love ya. Throughout the year, hosting Voldemort's soul drastically weakened Quirrell's body. Voldemort ordered Quirrell to prey on unicorns in the Forbidden Forest and drink their blood so he could gain strength from the unicorn's healing abilities and keep Quirrell alive. That's so disturbing. His body's <sighs> literally decaying because of this, and Voldemort's just like, go drink some blood about it. Everything <sighs> about this is, like, making me so sick. This is, like, some of the most evil shit I've, I've read about and dealt with. I hate it so much. Quirrell met Harry... Malfoy and Fang there, and was about to attack Harry until the centaur Ferenz rescued him. About a week before Harry's exams, Harry overheard a conversation between Voldemort and Quirrell, in which the Dark Lord ordered the defense teacher to try and get the stone again. Potter mistook the conversation for an argument between Snape and Quirrell, mm-hmm. <laughs> because after the match with Hufflepuff, he saw the potions master trying to intimidate Quirrell. In the forest... <laughs> Wait a minute. I just want to go back just a tiny bit because, oh, gosh, that's like literally he just like saw Quirrell and jumped into his body Mm because he knew that he was vulnerable and gullible. He just took advantage of this sweet kid who had just graduated from school and was trying to get his education. I don't know. This is making me so emotionally Ugh, I feel like I'm going to cry. I hate it. He just killed this kid. Mm -hmm. This is a kid. This is like a 20-year-old kid. Voldemort, perfectly aware of Hagrid's love for magical creatures from their school days and well knowing that Fluffy belonged to the half-giant, forced Quirrell to trick the Hogwarts groundkeeper into telling him how to get past the three-headed dog. One day at the Hogshead in Hogsmeade, a hooded Quirrell met Hagrid and enticed him into a card game with the wager of a dragon egg. Hagrid assumed that the mysterious man was a dragon dealer and fellow dangerous creature enthusiast. Under the influence of a fair amount of mead, Hagrid divulged Quirrell that playing music for Fluffy would put him to sleep. Another thing is, it's like super powerful Dumbledore, blah, 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 like can't even be bothered to recognize what everybody else sees. That Quirrell is like very 
much struggling. Like everybody sees it. All the students see it. The other teachers can see it. And they're like, well, I guess he just is having a hard year. Like, how about get some mental health help in there at the school? Or so I know it was like the early 90s and we didn't believe in mental health back then. But nobody's helping this kid. Mm-hmm. The worst part about it is Voldemort, or not Voldemort, is Dumbledore knew Quirrell because he had just graduated from Hogwarts. Like, he watched this kid grow up, and, and then now, he comes back literally possessed, and you can't tell that something's off everybody enough can to, tell, like, though, investigate and that's it. that's thing. Like, everybody says it. Everybody's like, man, Quirrell's sure jumpy. Man, Quirrell's sure stutters a lot. He didn't used to be this way. Like, how are you going to say you're the greatest wizard of modern time and like not even know that Voldemort is in your school in your school possessing Teaching your teacher <laughs> I cannot I'm so disturbed so I know when this episode comes out we still have not finished the book however we're not going to have another episode uh, about a character so we're going to continue through the end of the book here so if you don't want spoilers and for some reason you're listening to our very spoilery <laughs> podcast you might want to exit here we have a disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) so on the 4th of june 1992 voldemort ordered quirrell to send a fake letter to albus dumbledore asking him to go to the ministry of magic voldemort moved forward with his goal moving through the security bearers to the mirror of air said quirrell saw himself presenting the stone to his master but could not figure out how to get it oh my gosh well just trick dumbledore it's easy It was only when Harry arrived, believing he was protecting the stone from Snape, that Voldemort saw a way to get it. Dumbledore would later say, Only those who wanted to find the stone, but not use it, could get it from the mirror. Voldemort figured this out, and Quirrell attacked Harry. When he touched Harry, however, his hands blistered and burned. Harry placed his hands on Quirrell's face, severely injuring him. However, before Quirrell could harm Harry, Dumbledore appeared and Voldemort's soul fled, killing Quirrell in the process. Voldemort returned to the Albanian forest weaker than ever. He had to wait yet again for someone to help him. Just, like, why does nobody ever talk about the fact that this, like, 20-year-old kid died because he was possessed by Voldemort and nobody did anything about it and nobody cares. What in the this wizarding is world messed. is happening here? <laughs> it's messed up. Uh, Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I did not. I literally feel like I'm going to cry now. That was so disturbing. Voldemort is just like so evil. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not surprised. <laughs> we're just Taken disgusted. By surprise. <laughs> Voldemort's evil, Emily. Like, so evil. He's like the evilest. Dude. I hate him. Ugh. I don't ever He just want... doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> Imagine. Anyway. Well, I'm disturbed. I don't feel good in my tummy. It might be that I've only eaten chips and candy today, but I don't feel good now. Oh, no. (laughs) And thank you for joining us. Are we done? Okay. And until then, let's create something magical together. Bye. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 
You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at rememberharrypotterpodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. 